Hello, all you happy innovators. How you doing? You having a good week? I hope you're having a good week. I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee. My happy innovators, my friends, we have coffee and we have time. All right. What do I want to talk about today? There's something I want to talk about. You know, I was sitting there working, kind of listening to uh, YouTube while I was working. I like to do that, you know? I like to listen to people talking, kind of like talk radio, you know? I love talk radio, by the way. Love it. Love it. So the fact that I get an opportunity to do something that's like similar to that, you know, fantastic. Um, anyway. Okay, so while I'm working, I'm listening to Joe Rogan, okay? And he's interviewing Paul Stanley from KISS. And I'm listening to the conversation and everything, and I've mentioned back in the Snowflake days, uh, you know, that KISS was like a big influence on me, right? Like millions of other people, right? Nothing special. But, um... What I was thinking about, you know, was, you know, the, the impact that KISS has had on me, you know, and how if KISS never existed, I probably wouldn't have been a musician. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. What really motivated it was, you know, Peter Chris for me, you know, it wasn't any other drummer. It wasn't any other band. It was KISS, you know, which is kind of funny, a funny memory. You know, there was this uh, this extended family that I had when I was younger. They weren't my blood relatives, but they were like cousins. And their mother was my aunt, even though she wasn't my biological aunt. She was my aunt and they were my cousins and they were Beatles fans. OK, and like my family, like my brothers and I, we were Kiss fans. And it was like the world was divided into two kinds of people. Beatles fans or Kiss fans. It's kind of a funny memory for me now to even think that that's how it was. But it was like, you know, Hatfield and McCoy's, you know, like the line drawn in the sand. Are you a Kiss fan or are you a Beatles fan? Because you can't be anything else and you can't be both, you know, which is, like I said, funny to think about. Anyway, Kiss was like a huge, 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 huge deal for me. Okay, and, you know, it wasn't just liking the music. Okay, obviously, it was beyond that because I wound up, you know, devoting my life to music because of Peter Chris and Kiss, right? Well, hearing Paul Stanley talk the other day and everything, it kind of was reminding me of some thoughts that I've had over the past few years about Kiss because there's a lot of controversy about, you know, having these two members of the band that are you know, wearing the makeup of Peter, Chris and Ace Freely. And, you know, is that right? And is it, you know, it's all business for these guys. It's not arts. It's like business. And, you know, I can see both sides of the argument, you know, and I, I kind of really don't care at this point, really. OK, uh, it doesn't matter to me that there is a guy wearing Peter, Chris's makeup. It doesn't matter to me. Um. Not a big deal. Is it lame? Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit showbiz. It's a little bit like, you know, 
It's, it's a little bit lame, I, I will admit, okay? But not a big deal, right? But it led me to this other thought, which is a bigger thought, which is kind of like this idea of disillusionment, okay? The disillusionment of like your heroes, the disillusionment of your parents, uh, you know, like th this is a major thing in one's life. I mean, it's a turning point for you as an individual, that, that point, that threshold, you know, where you're, you're no longer a child, you're no longer naive, and you start to kind of see behind the curtain a little bit, and you kind of start to get what these people are really after or what they're really about, you know? And honestly and truly, I have to say, as big of a KISS fan as I was, and as much as I kind of really don't care, even I am starting to get to the point where it's very disappointing to me, okay? Um, for a lot of reasons. This this whole disillusionment of KISS, okay? They are no longer, to me, as a, as a fan of KISS and as a, you know... A childhood devotee of Kiss, okay? Uh, they have now crossed over into some other realm that's really kind of not good, okay? Um, and the reason that I'm even talking about it really is because in this conversation with Joe Rogan and Paul Stanley, what they were talking about was like file sharing, okay? And Paul Stanley was kind of, you know, bemoaning the, uh, you know, file sharing in the MP3 and it's theft and, you know, it's, you know, um, it's depleting their finances. It's, it's, you know, it's cutting into their future. Okay. And, you know, I totally get that. Okay. I totally get what he's saying and I know why he's saying it. Because he's losing money. That's what it's about. It's a business and he's making money. Well, he's not making as much of it anymore. And, you know, there's a part of me that will empathize with that because it's, you know, it's got to suck. Okay? It's got to suck. Let's face it. To be in a situation like that where you have a lifestyle that you've established, you make millions and millions of dollars. And then, you know, for one reason or another, you know, in this case, the advent of file sharing and the MP3, their financial future was dramatically altered. OK, and that's got to be difficult and it does kind of suck. OK, I will say I understand. But I think that they're wrong. OK, I think when these big artists bellyache about losing their money because of file sharing, like how file sharing has changed the music industry, I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong. Now, this is coming from a guy who, you know, makes music and lets people use it for free. <laughs> you know? So right away, I'm going to have a different perspective and a different approach to the topic. But, you know, I'm not just limited to my own rationale. I mean, I can think about it. I can empathize, 
You know, I can imagine what it would be like and why it would be difficult for a guy like Paul Stanley. But like one of the things that I thought was kind of funny, okay, was, you know, Paul Stanley is bemoaning file sharing as like, you know, amoral. You know, it's immoral to to do that. You know, it's theft. And I think it's kind of funny because this is a guy, you know, he's he's screaming about morals, you know, and I'm sorry, but I can't think of a Kiss song that isn't about like open sex. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, no morality whatsoever. But when it comes to money and cutting into his financial future, now there's there's morals. Okay. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, he wants to have it both ways, you know? And that's pretty funny. Mr. Amorality, you know, like the, the trumpeter of free sex, you know, and rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> now all of a sudden he's got morals. <laughs> When it comes to money, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever. You're great. You're Paul Stanley. It's true. It's undeniable. You are a legend. You are amazing. And you have done amazing music. You know, you have some of the best concerts in rock and roll history. It's all true. He's phenomenal. He's a living legend. But <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there. Okay, I won't I won't criticize, but I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. I mean, it's pretty funny to me. That makes me laugh. Okay, I don't get angry. I don't get like, you know, judgmental. I just laugh out loud because it's funny to me. Mr. Amorality (laughs) is all of a sudden Mr. Morals when it comes to the checkbook. (laughs) Yeah, damn, is that funny? But, uh, you know, like I was saying before, I think that when these big artists like Paul Stanley are bemoaning the, you know, the hardships of file sharing, you know, on their careers, it's like, I think of many things. One of the things I think of, okay, is like, You know, you made millions and millions of dollars off of that music already. You know, like how much do you need? Okay. now I am not in a position to judge uh, Paul Stanley or Kiss or anything. Obviously, I, I can't judge them. It's his money. It's his product. It's his career. You know, it's not mine. Technically, none of my business, really. Okay. But he makes it public, so okay, I can I can have an opinion, and uh, I just kind of feel like okay, you've already made millions, right? And you know, when you say that it's stealing, I don't think so. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. I grew up in the era of cassette tapes. It's a fact. I'm an old fart, and. You know, my friends made mixtapes for me and I made mixtapes for them when I was a kid. You know, you take a bunch of songs off of records 
that you bought, okay, and you would share the music with people that you knew, and it would be like a token of friendship, like turning them on to a new music or something like that. And that's how it worked. Now, when my friend would hand me a cassette tape of Cocteau Twins, you know, that wasn't where it stopped for me. That was just an introduction to them. I'm the kind of person that will listen to it. I'll evaluate what I'm hearing. And if I like it enough, I'll go out and I'll buy everything they make. Okay. So this idea that file sharing is any different from mixtapes is BS. It's a bunch of bull, you know, it is. I mean, it's the same exact thing. If I buy a pizza, okay, I take my money, I lay it down and I buy a pizza and I want to give you a slice. Should you get charged by the restaurant for that slice? Hell no. I paid for it already. It's mine. It might be your song. It might be your record, but I bought it with my money and it's my record to do with whatever I want. Right? Same logic. If I want to make a mixtape or if I want to make a, a playlist, what's the difference? If the music is good enough and you want it enough, you're going to want to buy it. Okay? I mean, I, that's my opinion and my theory. If something is really good enough, you're going to want to buy it. You're going to want to look at the artwork. You're going to want to buy posters. You're going to want to buy t-shirts. The song, the file that you're sharing is only the tip of the iceberg. And I just laugh. I'll laugh every time I hear one of these big, huge, multi-million dollar artists bellyaching about, you know, kids making playlists for each other or mixtapes. You know, basically the same thing. So stupid. It's just so stupid, you know. Now, another point that I want to make here is that more often than not, when you hear these multi-million dollar selling artists complaining about file sharing and the quality of the MP3 is so much less uh, than the wave version of the song, of the piece of music, um... They lose the argument then because they can't say that sharing an MP3 is the same as sharing a WAV file, okay? If an MP3's quality is so degraded compared to the WAV file, then then why are they so worried about it? You know, because part of the argument would be, well, if you have an MP3 version of the song, why would you need to buy the record? Why would you need to buy it? And uh, I would say that if if their claim that the MP3's quality is so degraded compared to the WAV file, then really what you're getting is like a cassette tape version of the song. And another point that I want to make, too, is that especially for artists like Kiss or, you know, really anyone, a larger point to be made is that, you know, the record industry was there a long time before Kiss was. 
and it'll be around a long time after. Uh, you know, things change. And as far as I'm concerned, artists on that level should be grateful that they were able to participate on that level and make that kind of money while the industry was generating that kind of money for artists like Kiss. I mean, wow, you got really lucky. Your band came around when the industry was at its peak, its heyday. But things change. You know, it wasn't always that way. Before you were famous, it wasn't that way. And you just happened to be lucky enough to be making music at that level when you did. But then the industry changed again. And now you're making less money. But the industry will change again. So maybe somehow in the future, you'll be able to recoup that financial future that you think that you've lost. You just don't know. I could talk about that for hours, but I won't. I'm going to leave it there for now. But I wanted to mention it. I'm not sure how concise my discussion was today, but I hope it was entertaining for you. Um, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy.